Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. (laughs) It works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? 
Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's been approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is the Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hi, Bob Guinea. Trista, Sutter, <laughs> Nay, Ren. Yeah, that's me. And How we are, are here you? for AFOG. The AFOG Podcast coming to you live. Well, live. I'm sure it's not we live. Added an e streaming. in there. Live. I am. Live. So it's been a crazy busy week. Thank you for being flexible. Yeah. I, uh, I was speaking of love which we do so often. I was just in San Francisco witnessing the nuptials of nuptials. my brother-in-law, my wife's younger brother. And I love uh, it. yeah, very unconventional guy, so he did a very unconventional wedding on a Tuesday in San Fran. That's crazy. Was it during the day or during at night at least so people no, could at least No, no, during the day, after. 4 in the afternoon. During the three day. In the afternoon. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Yeah, it was 3 That's in the afternoon. That's crazy. And it was in the I don't middle know of like anybody a who's, who's gotten married on a Tuesday. A Tuesday at 3 o'clock. Well, the original plan was that they were going to go to the courthouse, and they had this courthouse they loved in San Francisco. And so I think that's why the time and the day were uh, kind of reserved. And then got they it. changed their mind and decided they were going to do it at the Rotunda, which is at the Palace of the Fine Arts right downtown San Francisco. Very beautiful oh, location. Cool. Yeah, very pretty. But that's uh, really cool. definitely unconventional. So it was fun, though. It was fun. I mean, that's a way to get your location. Do it on a Tuesday at 3 p.m. <laughs> and I'll bet you save money on a location fee, too. I can't I imagine that's do. high demand time. But I, uh, I'd like to take a moment to wish them a very happy life together. That's and I thought it was a wonderful wedding. So I was proud to be there for them. That's very sweet. I would also like to take a moment to congratulate or I hate saying congratulations for this. But to say I'm really happy for Lauren and Chris Lane, who just announced that they are pregnant with their second baby. Yeah. Uh, I am just so happy for them. Dutton, their little boy, is the freaking cutest. I am obsessed (laughs) with him on Instagram. Like, anytime she has a story, I'm just like, oh, I love that kid. I want to meet him someday in person and just squeeze him. He's so cute. That's awesome. Um, She does have – she did talk about how – she was diagnosed with something, I think it was called uh, something cord insertion, minor cord insertion. I can't remember hmm. what it's called, but it's basically where I guess the cord inserts in the, into the placenta close to the uterine wall or, or near the wall instead of in the center of the pl- placenta. So it could potentially mean that the baby won't get as many nutrients as, oh, wow. as it should. So for another reason, a marginal umbilical cord insertion. Thank you. Okay. Um, anyway, it, it seems a little scary. Um, I mean, when you're diagnosed with anything when you're pregnant, I know because terrifying. I was diagnosed with tons of stuff. Yeah. It is terrifying. At least she's had one, so she knows that all can go well, and hopefully yep. it does. I'm sending her my love, my prayers, um, that this this pregnancy is just as healthy or healthier yes. than it was for Dutton's, and they get to welcome a sweet little baby. Oh, 
I'm not going to say boy or girl. Yeah, um, wait, I, I hope so, too. I don't know her personally. She seems lovely. And then um, yeah. I've got friends who are mutual friends with Chris. So I feel like I know them, even though awesome. I don't. But, um, man, I sure yeah. hope I sure hope it all goes well. And, you know, everything comes through in uh, wonderful fashion for both of them. Yeah, agreed. I mean, another Bachelor baby, even though they didn't meet really through The Bachelor and he wasn't from The Bachelor she is, and of course, everybody that is part of the show is part of Bachelor Nation. And yep. so I'm really excited for another Bachelor baby. <laughs> I know. And speaking of people who are part of the show that are part of Bachelor Nation, a little bit later today, we're going to be joined by a very special guest who mm-hmm. is a huge, pivotal person in both of our experiences on uh, the, both The Bachelorette and The Bachelor. Well, you were The Bachelor, yeah. then The Bachelorette, and then me, The Bachelorette, then The Bachelor. And yeah. um, very excited to have him on. It's a producer from the show named Jason Carbone, who I like to call him Carbona Narcolept- Carbona Narcoleptocock is what I call him. <laughs> Carbona okay, Narcoleptocock. Yes. I'll explain it when he's here. Uh, okay, but uh, I will tell you it has to do with sleeping uh, in okay. weird places. And uh, so he's yeah, a because bit that's of what you have to do as a producer. <laughs> you got to catch a cat nap you when don't you can. Have time. <laughs> I'm telling you, right? How else are you gonna ever get any rest? I mean, honestly, mm. most of the time they are on set. It, it yeah. all hours of the night too. They don't all the time get to go home, especially the people who are with the lead, because the right. lead is always, as we both know, you don't get a lot of sleep. You don't Not get a lot of, of downtime. No, we would come back. I'll never forget when I, uh, when I really started realizing, because, you know, I think, you know, the process in and of itself can make you a little, a little self-absorbed, right? Because everything's sort of around could, yeah. you. And, and right. I remember I was complaining about being tired or something. And yeah. I remember Carbone and, and Sally and Salsano both are like, Bro, um, we're with you on everything, and when you actually do go to sleep, we're over at the house with the ladies filming them. I'm like, oh my god, that's or editing or talking to the you know execs or whatever. Yeah, makes you realize you can't really complain in those moments because you know you're you're at least getting to have fun and do fun things, and and so are they. But you know, it's it's a definitely experience. But what I loved, and I'm sure you probably had a similar experience to me on this one, is several of the producers, even though technically they're not supposed to, became your friends and totally. became people that Including you, Jason. you know. And and Jason was definitely one of those people. I feel like he was, uh, yeah. he was a friend to both of us, and still is uh, to this day. And um, so, you know, I can't wait to talk with him uh, when we have that opportunity. And I have to say that we were going to have Ashley Edens on, but she's sick, so she couldn't show up. So, Ashley, if you're listening, we really wish you could have been here today, and hopefully we'll have her on um, in an upcoming show. I would love – we haven't brought this up yet, but we we need to have our spouses on this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean – Canyon will not do it probably without you calling her and and telling her she has to do it. If I say, babe, let's go on the show, she'll be like, no. And if you call, she'll probably do it. So (laughs) – uh, we'll okay, see what good. happens. I will. Although, although you saw what happens when our kids are left unattended. So, um, you know, you saw Grayson come in here and ramshackle this place. So I'm not sure that's a good idea. We might have to have we a couple should sitters. have, um, I'm sure Sugarman would pay for a babysitter. You know what? I'll call her. I'll get, I'll get Sugarman <laughs> on the line. <laughs> Sugarman, okay. I need a nanny. I want to have my wife on the episode. Yeah. What keeps baby skin healthy? 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. One guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you feel like you just need to get something off your chest, whether it's work, family, relationships, we all carry around different stressors all day, big and small. When we bottle up those stressors, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's been weighing you down. Therapy's always been a benefit in my life. It's something that uh, my wife and I do as a couple. It's also something I do personally. If nothing else, it's a great place to just release whatever is going on internally. It's a place where you can feel less alone. Therapy allows you to be the best version of yourself, which obviously life is short. And so the more we can be the better versions of ourselves, the better this whole thing is for us and the people around us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash almost today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash almost. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, Hope the doctor can see you this month or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types. 
plus a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code famous. That's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. Hi everyone, this is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Let's bring him in. I'm excited. Jason Carbone is coming. Hi, <laughs> my boy. Greetings and salutations, Mister Guinea. I, I unfortunately don't have a guinea at the ready. Oh, now see, that's, that's problematic because I always do, my friend. There you go. Always does. So, Hello, Jason Carbone, Carbone. Welcome hey to the show, the almost famous OG podcast starring yours truly, Trista Wren, Nay Sutter, or Trista Sutter, Nay Wren, <laughs> and uh, me, TV's Bob Guinea. Now, Jason, I want to uh, have you help me with this real quickly before we get into why we Uh-oh. both mutually love you. I told Trista that when uh, when you and I were spending so much time together, two seasons in a row there, that yep. you uh, you came under the name of Jason Carbona Narcoleptocock. Yes, indeed. And she's like, you need to explain that. I said, no, no, we're going to wait. We're going to hold <laughs> off on this until Jason's here. Um, so one of, uh, you know how Trista on every season they do the, uh, I'm, I'm not, not sure anymore, if they still Bob. do. Not anymore, Bob. Not anymore. They don't do the bloopers anymore? Oh. Uh, well, not really, but they also yeah, don't, do. Do, they don't do that pre-interview that you right. did the sit down for where the event in question occurred. Yes, that's a Got valid it. point. So we did. Like the pre-interview with, with Harrison. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, it, it, this, this did show up in my blooper reel at the end of the season. It did. Um, because Jason, you know, like we were just talking about, you know, if, if, a, if one of the leads would ever complain about how tired they must be, all they really had to do was put themselves in your body for the, for the, wee, uh, the th- six weeks, now eight, 12 weeks, whatever they do. Um, yeah. Because not only were you with us at all times on everything we were doing, but then you were also editing Talking to the, you know, the girls at the mansion, uh, you know, dealing with 
whoever. Whatever. And, uh, and whatever, whoever. Yeah. And whoever. <laughs> and uh, so the people that were really probably even more exhausted than, than us had to be you, the producers, right? For sure. Well, I look at it the same way I kind of look at my then tolerance to booze. Uh-huh. It was an acquired skill set, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, over time, you know, like, when I was younger uh, and doing this show, I could drink far more than I can drink today. Sure. Conversely, yes. it took a while to get to that level of tolerance. And in the same way, it uh-huh. took a little while to get to, you know, you were at that point, Bob, I want to say season four. <laughs> yes, yes, season right? four. Yeah. So you yeah. were like the fourth run of this. So at that point in time, I, I had had my track shoes. I'd been to the Nike factory and they outfitted <laughs> yeah. all the gear. You were at the apex of your show. game. Yes. Pretty close to it. <laughs> <laughs> so Very we're doing sure. the pre-interview and in the middle of the interview, like Chris asks me a pressing question. And I remember thinking pressing, like, I, is there any truly pressing questions on that? I was going to say. <laughs> I remember pontificating and sitting there thinking to myself. And while I paused, mm. I hear. No. Yep. And Harrison and I are oh, both looking at each other yeah. and they hear it again. And we're like, what is going on? And I'm like, is there a bear on the loose? Like, where are we? I mean, yes, we are in yes, Malibu. Yes. You never know what could happen. And then oh. all of a sudden we realize it's Jason. He had laid down behind the, the couch or whatever with, you know, his headset on and his, yes. his all that stuff. And he, he dozed off. He needed to catch a cat nap before that evening's festivities. That's and, amazing. Uh, and so that was, there, that was uh, the onset of Jason yep. Carbona narcoleptocoque. So the, 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 just to put a finishing button on this uh i have <laughs> subsequently been uh, diagnosed with sleep apnea and i now no! sleep with a cpap machine oh so my gosh. not only was i working really hard but i was dying several times a night every <laughs> night uh in my sleep yeah because you stopped breathing oh. with sleep with uh sleep apnea yes. oh my gosh so now that I've got crazy. a little machine that I travel with, and uh, I, I literally, I feel like I did when I was 16 again. Where like I was going to say, are you feeling amazing. so much better? Yeah. I'm sleeping very well, and, you know, as, as I refer to that machine, that was the life extender. Heck yeah. Yes. Well, you look That's great. Awesome. You look younger. You, you look, look I mean, You look like you're in you're amazing thin. shape. Yeah. Yep. I, I, He's got uh, a wife who cooks like she's a chef. Oh, yeah. So I bet he's got the good stuff. She's legit. I had a few family dinners there at the Carbone household, and I will say they were always delicious. And, of course, you're a proud father. I mean, so let's ask you this. When you came off the show, and I know know you you came off, you went off and started your own production company and immediately jumped into doing a whole bunch of different things, Life of Ryan and a bunch of different things of that nature. Um, Were you, like, finally at that point, like, oh, my God, I'm off the hamster wheel. Like, I I can get some sleep. Or was it just, did that just shoot you into the next level? It's just a different hamster wheel, Bob. Yeah. No, I was just, yeah. It's like, you know, it's it's that realization you have when you set a goal for yourself and you climb to the top of the mountain and you get there and you're just like, man, I'm at the top of the mountain. And when you start to look around, you realize – there's thousands of other peaks that you're not at the right. top of the mountain, right? Yeah. You've yeah, just begun just other the ascent. Yeah. So it, it's, it, it's as long as you want to uh, have a career and as long as you want to continue to be paid to be creative, you're constantly yeah. 
you're you're constantly looking for the away, next mountain. You know, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It, it's the thing that nobody realizes is that you know we're all independent contractors, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we all are looking for our next gig. So when I went yeah. to work for Mike uh, uh, on yep. The Bachelor, he offered me something that I hadn't had in a long time, and that was security. Right? He was just like, "Here's mm-hmm. a two-year contract." Um, at that point in time, he had just sold the idea of the bachelor and he had just sold the idea of a show called high school reunion. And he was right. like, these are the first two shows that I'm going to make. And, yeah. you know, he, he, he said directly to me, he said, I can come up with these ideas and I can be crazier than the next guy. I need somebody to make the stuff. And, you know, yeah. that's what he looked and that was me you. to do. Yeah. Hey, yeah. so I would love to know, um, if you remember being part of either of our uh, our interview like interviews, you know, like when we were yeah, applying. when you guys were auditioning, yeah, audition interviews. Were you there? Yeah. Were you in the room with Hell both yeah. of us? I was. Okay, can you tell us? Like, I I remember only a little, you know, little bits and pieces, but I'd love like your perspective from okay, those so- those moments. So Trista, for yours, you were the first cast that we saw in mass, right? Because on your season, it was the very first time we were casting Bachelorettes. And so... But were you there for Bachelor too? Were you there for Bachelor? No, for both. It was the first time we were casting Bachelorettes for our Bachelor, right? We were casting 25 women to meet Alex Michelle. So... Um, when we did it at the universe, at universal in one of the hotels mm-hmm. there, I want to say the Hilton or the Sheraton. And, uh, we had a conference room and we were shooting it and you guys thought we were shooting it for tape to be on the show, but we were also beaming all of that into another big room where a bunch of executives and ABC folks were all sitting oh. there with food and drink and hanging out. And watching it like it's a TV show and everyone's making their notes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's, uh, you know, the thing that you have to remember for your first season, Trista, when you were uh, were competing with 24 other women for Alex's affection, we needed to prove the thesis of the show and prove that it was a legitimate way to find romance. Like Mm -hmm. now we all take it for granted, but you know, back then we had to prove to the audience that this wasn't a lark. Right. Right. And so part of that was Alex had uh, degrees from Stanford and Harvard. He was really smart. And that alone validated it from his perspective. And conversely, if you look at that group of ladies compared to where they are today, we had doctors, lawyers, we had Mm. legit, people because again we were trying to prove a theory we were trying Mm -hmm. to prove and validate that this wasn't just a television show but a legitimate way a man and woman could meet and fall in love and in order to do that we needed a higher caliber of contestants than i believe they go after today yeah that's interesting um so do you remember anything specific about anything that we said or anything we did that stood out that everyone you was laughing at us dunks. about? <laughs> yeah. You were both slam dunks. Let's be honest, Trista. You were a nurse working with children. Physical therapist. 
Okay. Yeah, all good. Same, same. Working yeah. with yeah. children while also <laughs> yeah. sidelining as a Miami Heat cheerleader. Check, 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 check. Oh. Yeah, check, check, every check, box check. checked. Yeah, no doubt. Like, and you're you're incredibly smart, very articulate, beautiful, stunningly beautiful. Like you you, you literally checked everything we were looking for. And in the room, Lisa and I were like top four. Yeah. <laughs> That's Why awesome. Why not number one? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's what I always say, like top four about Ryan when everyone's like, did you meet, did you fall in love with him the first night? And I'm like, he was top four. He was yeah. one of my top four, you know? He was a favorite, early um, favorite. Yeah, yeah, early favorite. SeaWorld, sure. SeaWorld date really kind of put, put him up a notch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you think? What, yeah. I mean, the playfulness, but also the poem that ended up being the poem that he changed into a song, and it was our first dance. Yep. Um, we had, like, that really awkward kiss. Oh, and speaking of awkward, okay, I have to bring up one more moment. For long distances? Jamie Blythe? What? What? No, 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 not that long one. Long distance limo rides, <laughs> I thought you said the word awkward. Sorry, I was triggered. Awkward. Jamie Blythe? What? No, no, awkward was... In Seattle, oh, oh yeah. yeah, here we go. He knows. So in Seattle, we get the the note that that you know we can we can uh, forego our inter- individual rooms to join to spend the night stay together couple. in the fantasy yeah. suite. Sweet, yes. Language so on Ryan that was like, check please. It has not changed no. at all. <laughs> so Ryan was like, check please, and we he's like paying the guy to speed to get to the hotel. We get there, we look at the hotel and all of its its beauty, and we proceed to hang out on the couch. Hang out, meaning make out on the couch. As Jason, I feel like you were maybe in front of us. No, it was at the W Hotel. It was at the W. I know that. You had part of the date on a houseboat after the season. Exactly, that was earlier that day. And that was hot and steamy too. It but was. this particular part Way was better like than your date with Russ. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> how about how about? But it was, couldn't have been better than the date with Greg though at his apartment. That was pretty cool. Oh that was pretty yeah, good right? too. Yeah, but no. So we're making out, and Jason is sitting like I don't know, twenty feet away, something it's like that. that. And it had been how long do you think it was? I think it was probably like two hours. Maybe no way. <laughs> Stop yourself. You have no sense of time. When a you're two hour makeout session? It was set. not a two hour makeout session. Not even close. But, 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 but you know what? You were lost in the moment, Trista, and time we had no meaning. Yeah, until we were like, dude, can you please leave? Because we really just want to have this fantasy suite to ourselves. <laughs> yep. No, and that, you're like, yeah. that was always awkward. Even in, in Guinea's season, right? like, like we changed it, we changed it up a little bit because we had. Uh, there's a great shot that never saw the light of day, but in one of Bob's fantasy suites, we had a camera set up in the corner that was on record, and Bob and I forget who it was went into the bedroom and they were canoodling, and all of a sudden Bob's like, "What's that red light over there?" And. <laughs> <laughs> And he it put me on high bed, alert. And, yeah. and, he, and he made a beeline for it. And I was just, oh, we got to use that beeline of Bob going and turning off the camera. Because that, yeah. that was the good shot, right? Yeah, that, yeah. It, it was right. a different way of shutting the door and putting the tag on it. Uh, they would use that always. nowadays, right? Like then it was like, for oh, no, sure. no, we can't, you know? 
Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Well, yeah, I remember sure. I remember being with Jason in so many circumstances and always the hard part was, you know, because we had become true friends yeah. is like I, I'd look to you for advice on things and when things would be froggy and weird, I'd be like, and, and you know, you forget you're on camera and you're supposed to be, you know, just laboring over a decision. And I'm just like, Carbone, man, what do you think? I don't even know. I, I mean, I'm just lost right now. And he's like, <laughs> look over there. <laughs> he's like, you know. I'm oh, not here. We'll yeah, talk not, about it later. Not I'm in the room. I'm not here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that is so true. You want to have those conversations with these people, including you, Sally Ann, Lise Levinson, whomever was participating, Ashley Edens, um, who was supposed to be on the call today, but she's sick, so she can't be oh, here. But um, yes. I know. So good. Love Ashley. Um, but, you know, whoever was there... You wanted to have a conversation, and it is a really kind of weird, hard situation that the leads have to be put in because you have to act like no one is around. And you get used to it, but it is true. It's like, you know, we're around you guys 24-7, you know, when we're sleeping and you're not, or you're sleeping and we're not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're talking and you're sleeping. (laughs) No, there's not a lot of that. Um, I know. Not a lot. I think it's interesting because like with both of you, I developed a relationship past the television show, right? This yeah. is now, a, this is now over a decade's relationship, right? And yeah. I, I, I was at your wedding, Trista, and for, for Bob, you, as you've gone from NBC to this or that, like we're always in constant contact. And I think yeah. that, you know, I can't say that about all of the seasons I did. Right. Yeah. But, I would also say that on both of your seasons, like I think the producers made time off camera to make sure that you were supported and you felt that stuff was going on that was sometimes larger than the show. And we understood that. And there were times that the show needed to take a back seat to what you guys were dealing with. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, I, I, I dare say there was a bit of a heart there at the time, you know, where I think okay. now it's a little less uh, fantasy and a little more reality TV. I agree. Yeah, we, yeah. we've we actually had that discussion on this show quite a bit where it's been like, you know, how have things changed over the years? And the comedy of it is it, it's it, you, it's it's literally night and day. I mean, the show's yeah. called the same thing. But when it really comes down to it, you know, I mean, for uh, for Trista's season or for mine, really, to, for that matter, I mean, especially on Trista's season of The Bachelorette, we had no idea what we were getting into, right? It was the first time, she was on the first time the show had ever been taped. And then all of a sudden she's doing the first version of the female lead. And so it, it, now it's like people go on with such a- Trista was carrying a lot. A lot, she carried the load. I'll just be really candid there. Like she was the torchbearer and she was the torchbearer on a television show that very easily could have veered into slut shaming. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we worked really hard a for that not to happen, but you know, I don't want to speak out of school, but I, but I recall several instances where it was abundantly clear to me that there was no need to shoot anything, but there was a need to spend some time with Trista to yeah. make sure yeah. that, um, that, everything was a okay but more importantly like when you get on that wheel and it gets going 
there are times where my job is to acknowledge that the star of the show can't keep that wheel going and we need to either help them and run next to them or oftentimes literally pick them up, get off the hamster wheel and say, we're taking a break. And when we're good, we'll get back on that hamster wheel, but it's not until you're good. And I think that I can recall two instances off the top of my head where Tristan needed that time. And it was just like, I get it. Like we're asking, I don't think people realize just what is required when you are the lead on this television show. You can have an idea, but even talk to people that are on the show now, when they get into that role, they'll still tell you, you'd think you know, but you don't know. Yeah. No, you can't know until you're really in that position. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, Say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. 
you cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care, and you can sit in a room full of sick people, or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health famous. You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at twc.health slash famous. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you, do you recall those two instances? What I, because, of course, I'm on the wheel, so all I'm thinking about is the wheel and the guys and my emotions and trying to keep it all straight in my head. And, um, like, I, I think it's really interesting to talk to you from your perspective. Like, you're watching us go through this, knowing what the, what the premise is, what we're hoping for at the end. Yeah. And you see us actually going through all of these emotions, but from a distance, like you can't always be in it with us or talk to us about it while it's happening. So I'd love to hear your perspective. Like what were those moments? Um, Well, for me, I'll just real quick and then I'll talk to those moments. I think that um, while I didn't study psychology in mm -hmm. college, this show 
was a wonderful um, place to learn about the human condition. Mm. And oh, to for learn sure. I think about- it's one of the reason that reasons that people loved watching it in the beginning, at, at least, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Totally and agree. so yeah. for me, I was able, you know, you, you know, I did between at and bachelor, I think I did eight seasons of the show. Right. So uh-huh. like anything, when you turn around and you look backwards, you begin to see things that line up. And so mm. you're beginning to see patterns emerge and you're beginning to see, Oh, when this happens, that happens. And so you begin to see cause and effect emotionally in a different way. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it got to the point at the end where you're almost able to predict what's going to happen and oftentimes alter circumstances so something different happens because you know if you do, uh, mm. there you go. So, yeah. um, but to yours, like one, I'll be really honest, one was when uh, we were shooting a video, because if you remember that season, you made videos that you sent to right. the guys for yeah. the dates, yeah. right? And they popped in the little tape into the VCR. <laughs> How crazy is that, right? People today be like, what is this that? thing? Uh, what's a VCR? So, uh, we had made a custom Chargers jersey into oh, right. a dress. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those jerseys have a lot of holes in them. Okay? Mm, they do. And so when Trista put it on, there was a moment where Trista wasn't necessarily comfortable wearing the outfit, (laughs) right? Yeah. There was a moment where I said, Trista, I totally get it. You need to be comfortable. Why don't you go upstairs, take a look at yourself in the mirror. If you're not comfortable, we'll change something. We'll do this. We'll do that. Knowing full well that Lice is the biggest Charger fan in the world. So <laughs> of like, course. He's I not going to go with anything different. Dress, yeah. I'm going to get fired. But I have to <laughs> remain calm. And I have to make right. sure that Trista's good to go. Because yeah. this is early on. And we're still in group dates. You know, we're right. early in the yeah. show. And I don't want to disappoint Trista at all, let alone in the first week of shooting. Yeah. Right. So that was one. Yeah. The other. And and I know Bob remembers that moment. I remember him being That's like the I mean cuz cuz that that no, that wasn't the SeaWorld date. That wasn't was the it? Chargers date. It was I, the Chargers cuz I was wearing the Chargers jersey. I remember you in the jersey. I remember the whole video. I remember standing there yeah. talking to it. Was it was a I little tilt up and it was a reveal and it yeah. just looked up, stunning. Up my legs. Yeah. 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 Great. I was yeah. like, "Oh, I think. And all the guys <laughs> went crazy in the house exactly yeah. what you anticipated. You know, it was yeah, it was a big crazy. moment in the house and all those guys were thrilled to be going to a Chargers game. Yep. Yeah, it was really fun. I still have my jersey from um oh gosh, what was the player's name? And I threw a pass to Doug freaking Flutie. Like Doug Flutie. Nice. It there was awesome. And met Drew Brees. That's when he with was Danny with and the Chargers. Lee LT. That LT. was it. Yeah. LT came out and gave me a jersey. That's yeah, awesome. that was a really fun date. Um Anyway, okay, enough about me. I don't want to talk about me. I want to know if you had the opportunity to work on the show with all of the changes that have happened to date, would you, like, we always get the question, would you be on the show if you knew everything about The Bachelor to date? Would you be on it now? So the same goes for you. Would you work on the show? Would you do Paradise, or not Paradise, would you? Do, yeah, Bachelor in Paradise. Would you do all? Just of knowing what you thing. know. 
Um, you know, it was a different time when we did the show, right? Yeah. It, it was, was literally yeah. like the Beatles were coming to town when we rolled into town. <laughs> it was like doors opened up things that you didn't anticipate even being possible were suddenly possible. And that's not to say that those things don't happen to on today's show, but I believe yeah. then there was a level of uh, intimacy amongst everybody where we were all in this together. It was yeah. that mm. kind of sense. And so there was a familial aspect to it that I thought was really important. But I think the most important thing, and I think this is the biggest difference between then and now, is we really were doing a Disney show. We were doing Cinderella, right? Yeah. It was like the you're going to the ball. You have a chance to fall in love with the prince. It's a ticking yeah. clock, tick, 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 tick. Yeah. And we're all the mice right. and the you know you know fairy godmothers making magic happen behind the scenes. Yes. So it really was Cinderella. I think that they've gone away from that, and I don't think it's quite the fantasy that it once was. I think it is now much more just a really high end kind of uh, you know love Dating connection. Show. Yeah, yeah right. I don't disagree with that. I mean, I, I, th I think you're absolutely right. The, the fantasy was the goal, right? That was the end game when we were on the show. And now it's like, you know, you got people coming in as characters ahead of time. They're riding in on horses or showing up They've wearing got their strategies. Uh, yeah, they're well, and, wearing and like the a other thing dolphin costume. This is really important. And this is huge. <laughs> and this and this and this to me is the greatest difference. Social media. Yeah. When you guys yeah. did the show, yeah. no one came on the show thinking they were going to become an influencer no. or thinking that right. they were going to get followers or yeah. they could turn their appearance into a lifestyle or even a job, right? Yeah. Like yeah. these were things that were, you did the show and you then went back to your normal life. Yeah. That's right. not happening anymore. So I think that you just starting there you already have a level of artifice because you can go on the show now thinking, okay, well, if I come in second place, I could potentially be the person who stars in the next show. Yes, and if I make right. an ass of myself or I'm a star, but don't make it very far, I can go on Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> and if I don't do any of that, some show on WeTV will have me for something. I'll deference for to sure. your appearance on We, Trista. Um, you know, they were very nice. I love everybody. But, at week. but, but, but you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. there's an ecosystem that now exists for all of these people who yeah. appear on these shows that never happened before. That's so true. Yeah. People You're make right. a living out of it now. Like they go on and it's like, you know, four or five, six times around. That's like, okay. You know, plus there yeah. was a lot, there was a lot of unpredictability to, uh, I should, I shouldn't say that. I should, I meant to say there's a lot more like predictability, I should say to what we oh. did it. And then all of a sudden it's like now people randomly show up when they've been kicked off three weeks later and True. they show up on a date and it's like no whatever rules. manufactures the drama, you know, I started that actually on. Did you did? Yeah. Slice <laughs> came to me after the rose, after the, um, after hometown I think it was just before exotic. So what is that? There's four hometown dates back then. You yep. had four hometown uh -huh. dates and then you went to exotics, yeah. right? So yeah. the the most, like our first female villain, Trish, she's a wonderful lady. Still Trish, in touch yeah. with her to this day. But Jessie's? 
Jesse's Is it, was she on Jesse's? Yeah. yeah. So she yeah. got kicked out uh, on after hometown dates, and Mike was just like, "She's the best thing about this show. You got to figure out a way to get her on ah. uh, on exotics." And I was like, "Huh? <laughs> you wanted to show up on an exotic?" And he was right. like, "Yeah, figure it out." Oh, and, oh my gosh, amazing! So uh, back <laughs> at that point in time, I really wasn't doing those exit interviews anymore, but. I got into the back of the limo and an hour later, she was convinced that she needed to go to Washington and speak her mind. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) You know what though? I think that's a really common thing. You need to speak your mind because in this show, and it happened to me on The Bachelor, which I don't know that we've talked about on this podcast yet, but, and I don't know if you were involved in the conversation. It was Mike and Lisa, to my knowledge. I'm sure you were involved somehow, Carbone. But yeah. um, uh, when I when Alex said goodbye to me, yep. the the next day, I was like, yeah, at the dude, Lux like, Hotel. Yeah, I was like, dude, I, ne- I, I remember it. What I, I, I the was the hell? One who brought Alex to you? No, he didn't come to me. We just got on the phone. No, there was there was a point there there was a point in time where. Well, maybe I, 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 there's so many things that are amalgamations at this point in my right, brain. I know, yeah. I know. From so many seasons, <laughs> it's like who the hell knows? I'm sure, but so I was like, you know, you finish, too many guineas. and the, the guy is like, <laughs> you need a guinea guinea guinea. The guy's like, okay, you're not the one. And you're like, oh, okay, goodbye, and you have nothing else to say. Like it was, it was really, really awkward. And so I reached out and I said, I need to talk to him. I'm sorry, but I need to talk to him. And thank God, Lisa and Mike were like, okay, you can talk to him, but nothing is going to happen because you guys are not meant to be, like, in their minds, you know. Um, So we're not going to let you guys meet. We're just going to have a conversation that is recorded in case anything does happen. And... And they, they like, wouldn't let me because, thank God, they didn't. Because if they hadn't, maybe things would be different. Yeah, Yeah. I know. It's true. So I think that um, it is really interesting at the end. Um, Yeah. And I do think that there is a way to bring, I I don't know, maybe that's a change that they can make in the future. But some kind of closure. I don't know. There's too many people for closure, so I guess you can't. Yeah, I I don't think anyone's ever going to, like, you're, too many people to get closure but uh, you know what i quickly realized after that first season and seeing so many people walk away with regret um yeah was my speech in the limos from that point forward involved the three words that i think are the key to success on the bachelor coulda shoulda woulda yeah mm-hmm. what was you done differently now that you're in yeah. the limo right like, yeah I, like I, I would get in the limo and I would say, guys, don't walk away from this show with these three words ringing in your head. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah. This is yeah. it. You guys it's came true. here. You packed a lot of dresses into a lot of suitcases. You got all dolled up. Give it your best shot. Don't go in there and suddenly get overwhelmed by the cameras because if you do, right. your odds are you ain't making out of, making it out of tonight. Yeah, that's yeah, so true. Yeah, you're right. That's so true. I mean, you really have to have that mentality when you're on the show because if you don't go for it, then you're never going to let your walls down. No. You're never going to fall in love because it's such a short period of time, especially it was for us because we were only six weeks. And now yeah, I think we were it's like We were 12. moving at a that was pace quick. that was just relentless. Oh my yeah. gosh. I was sure. talking about, in particular, I was talking about the one night uh, with someone not too long ago, actually, where we went uh, on a date to Vegas, 
on the way back from Vegas, we land and they're like, okay, Bob, we've, we've got to do your ITMs. You know, we got to get you through this. We get through it. It's like 430 in the morning and Carbone's like, all right, jump in the shower. Uh, we're picking you up at 5:45. You go on a hot air balloon date, but we gotta catch. We gotta catch it as the sun's coming up, baby. So let's go. Let's go. And I'm like, uh, okay. And so you know, I get in there, and and it was just like this. But you were there too, so it's like you know, I really couldn't sit there and bitch and complain about being exhausted because it's like I, I 5:45 they pick me up and it's me and Carbone again. Yeah, here we go. I felt like I was dating Jason. Well, that was my role to a certain degree. Was like yeah. I I was both of yours kind of like shepherd for lack of a better term where it's like I was there to make sure that we were up in the morning and that you had something in you so we could start the day if you needed something on the way to wherever we were going let's take care of that uh you know both of you at times would whisper in my ear to make sure I'm not having to spend an inordinate amount of time with so-and-so and And, you know (laughs) unless I look back at you and I said I'm sorry it's too good a tv show Bob you need to talk to her you know, it's funny. I was, it's when Tristan was talking <laughs> earlier and I just kind of, I didn't, I didn't say anything, but I was remembering one time when you uh, swooped in and saved me actually. And we won't name any names, but I remember saying, literally, I, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to excuse myself and go to the bathroom. And I go into the bathroom and knowing that I'm Mike, that I don't unpack my, cause I didn't have to go to the bathroom and I'm washing my hands. I'm like, guys, I need to get the hell out of here and we need to go. We just need to go. <laughs> yep. I, uh, and, and I came walking back out and I got one of these. I'm like, okay. Gotcha. So I sit back down. I have, you know, <laughs> cheers, guys. What a lovely pleasure meeting you all. It's really time. Uh, we should probably go. <laughs> but it was like, I was, I literally was in the bathroom going, guys, I can't, I can't do it. SOS. SOS. Yeah. SOS. I remember that. I remember that well. Yeah. Jason, well, one it's... last question. Do you remember when um, Ryan couldn't be found on the final? Were you the one searching okay. for him? So let's talk a little, let's unpack this a little bit because there is so much <laughs> to unpack here. Okay. So you're talking about the bachelor and the bachelorette parties that took place on St. Martin in the Caribbean. Oh no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the very last. Well, that also was a, we didn't know where Ryan was. Sorry. I kind of, I, I, I led you down another road, but when he couldn't be found for the final rose ceremony. Oh, I think what? that what happened in yes. St. Martin so overshadowed that for me <laughs> because of so many other confluence of events that were occurring on that island. Right. You know, like, yes. like there was so much going on there and your parents were so there much. and there was a level Lovely of parents. like everyone. Yeah. Everyone was there. And, and if you remember yeah. correctly, I got viral vertigo while I was there. And oh, so that's I right. And so I, forgot I about literally that. like they at one point they were like, we don't know what's wrong with him. We might need to medevac him out of here. Oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh, I totally remember that. I forgot so, all about that. Like, and as this is all going on, I like am going from post to post holding on to things, <laughs> trying to direct and now trying to find Ryan. And then right. after that day, literally I was conv- confined to a bed until they flew me out. And it it took oh me a week God. after I got home for me to have some How did you even fly? I can't even imagine flying Bob, in that condition. It was the worst experience. It was one of those experiences where I, I, I remember specifically on the car ride home from the airport, every like quarter of a mile, I said to the driver, you got to pull over. Oh, and my I would gosh. Oh, God. It was the worst. 
Oh, That's well, brutal. I mean, one of those lovely gifts that The Bachelor gave to you. The, well, the show that keeps you know, on giving. And, and Bob was like the host, and it was it was insanity. That, oh, yeah, that, that's that, right. That Bob, week, you were the host. I know. And then in St. Martin was uh, was like the best of times and the worst of times. Yes. Yeah, yes. true story. I do it remember was. the casino there, too. I remember going to the casino there and gambling and having a great time and I, I you mean, might, you just, guys must have done that on your thing because the we girls did, we yeah. went to this bar and we had dinner and then the girls gave me like a a dare list or whatever that I had to check off the boxes and like take but a picture with the. We also butt. had a very <laughs> early uh, kind of harbinger of things to come on the internet with Shopbop being down there and if you remember. Trista, you and all of your uh, bridesmaids got to like have your run of Shopbop. They basically set up a little boutique there cool. in St. Martin. Yes. And you and your friends went crazy at Shopbop before Shopbop was acquired so by Amazon. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's I didn't neat. know that. Yeah, I remember we got those jelly purses. <laughs> probably why I they got so acquired by Amazon. You put them on the map. <laughs> You're welcome, Shopbop. You're welcome, Shopbop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, it's, there's been books written about the show, but the reality is, is that there's no, there's nothing yet that really kind of represents what it is we all shared and what yeah. it is we, you know, like in all candor, you were both trailblazers, right? You, Trista, particularly yeah, you, for um, sure. you were, uh, you were doing things that, took a lot of courage to do. And so I commend you for that. I, 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 I certainly wouldn't want my daughter doing those things at the age you were when you were on our show. So yeah, how I think you my parents yourself, probably shared that, uh, you know, it, it, it speaks, I think a lot to the way you were raised. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Think about it. She went on the first show, then she's the first female lead. Then they televise her wedding. I mean, there were a was, lot of things going on there. There was a, a lot of pressure on you, too, to deliver. One because, of my favorite man. moments. And oh. Trista, I, I, I'm going to tell a story about you at the wedding. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we're at the wedding and things were going a little slow with Trista. Okay. She was having a hard time getting out the door. So I was sent in to see what the situation was and what was going on. And you know, there was a million different trade outs for that uh, series, yeah, there right? Yeah. Yeah. There was trade outs for everything short of socks because Bombas hadn't yeah. been invented yet. And <laughs> um, so I go in and they wanted Trista to wear this earring and necklace set that oh was just gosh, yes. like monstrously large and a very gaudy. And very. I go in and Trista is saying, I don't want to wear this on my wedding day. Right. And I have, I'm talking to Trista. And while I'm talking to Trista, I have people in my ear saying, Carbone, what's going on? She should be walking down the hallway. They're ready to start. Where is she? Where is she? And I literally saw, I looked at Trista and I go, Trista, give me one second. And I turn around and I'm just like, um, I'm having a moment with Trista and I need five minutes. <laughs> And you all need to fucking relax. <laughs> and so I turned back to Trista and I said, Trista, it's your wedding day. You're not going to have to wear anything you don't want to wear. Yeah. And Trista looked at me and she was just like, you understand me. Thank you. Yeah. And I was just like, we're all And good. then I wore it. 
Yeah. Then she wore, she didn't wear the earrings or she didn't wear the exactly. necklace. She didn't wear one of the, one of the pieces. And I was just like, right. we're good. We didn't get yeah. it all, but we got half of it guys. And that's going to have to be right. good enough. And in three, right. two, <laughs> <Yeah. down> right. <laughs> yes. Like that's what you want. Like it, it, as is in life, or as the lead on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, you just sometimes want to be heard and seen, and yep. especially when it's your freaking wedding day. <laughs> so it was just like you had all these people scared to upset Trista and scared to upset all the sponsors. Yeah, yeah right. I, I, I was it's just tough. like, no, the only person we don't want to upset on her wedding day is Trista. Is the bride. Right? Thank you. Like, <laughs> Do the on. math. Like that was we're good. We've got all we have That's a bunch why of we other stuff you. covered that here. Is. We're good. Like let's not worry about this. This is a big day. Let's see all those pink chairs. Oh, That's man. right. <laughs> That's right. Ah, uh, yeah. We love you, Carbone. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much buddy. Thanks here. for joining us on the show. Love and you guys, I could do this for, all day. Uh, we could I know, do, man. Right? We could we do. We told them we were like, we'll fill a whole hour or more. Not yeah. a problem. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. We okay. love you, love brother. Awesome. Continued success, and tell everyone we said hello. All right, buddy. Thank you. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So, like, how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What 
advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people. Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code famous, that's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. Hey girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jason Carbone, man. You just gotta love that man. Love him. Yep, yes, absolutely. Love him. I have called him so many times over the years. Oh, me saying, too. You know, I want to do this with you. I want to do that with you. What should I do in this situation? You know, just yeah. for advice or just to chat. I mean, he's just, 
solid, you know, well, you know, not just, not just, uh, a great producer, right. Or someone who knows their way around the industry, but someone who's willing to let their go down a little bit and be real and be honest and be your friend. Even during both of our experiences on that show, when, you know, if you think about it, that's the one thing you don't really have, right. As the lead, when you're there, you don't have any of your friends or family there. Well, I did. You met them. Oh, that, oh, no, I did I, have friends. Yes. No, that was that was one of the only seasons that I was allowed. So I had my best friend from college. That's right. That's I right. I had Shannon Oliver, who was yeah. on The Bachelor with Love me. Love her. Yeah. And then Missy Babone, who was my best friend from grad school. And I got to have all of them there. They lived in the house with you guys. Yeah, They got I to vote on who I was taking on dates. Like, I they actually got to They would evaluate us. They would evaluate us yes. for conversations and stuff. I remember that. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I had a very um, unique situation in that they yeah. let me have my friends. That was something that I, I requested. Like, can I have some friends come and help me? They are a huge part of my life. Yeah. And I feel like I have said over the years they need to bring that bring that back but but when well, you they did don't that have on my that, season for one episode like not even an episode like one two day i don't even think it was two days i think it was like one day and uh, yeah. but it was because it worked so well on your season they they carried it over to my season so i remember good. doing it yeah but it was only one day like, it was an extended have, period yeah i mean even though i did have friends there for for most of it the the producers you're with them all the time and yeah. you just you you have to vibe like even the producers to this day, you sure. you have to have a producer who can get along with all different personalities, who can make people feel seen and feel yeah. heard, because that's where the good stuff comes from. Right. Like that's where the reality comes from for reality television. I really, yeah, you got to trust I the really people you're talking that. to. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. yet another wonderful episode of the Almost Famous OGs. And we had, that was a true OG right there. That was a true OG from a production perspective, having Carbone on. I mean, man, alive. Love that guy. Just love yeah, him. Yeah, he's awesome. And he's doing great yeah, for himself now. And Oh, my God. So good. I know. So. I know. So good. Okay, well, uh, thanks for sending in questions, everybody. We were going to try to get the, to them today. But we don't have a lot of time, so we're just going to roll that over into next episode. I don't yes. know who we'll have, but I am going to pitch that we have our uh, our spouses on soon. <laughs> soon, I can say. And soon. I'm going to write. I'm going to write Jess, and I'm going to say, please come and chat with me. <laughs> <laughs> She'll do it for you. She will not do it for me. I can assure you. And you probably didn't notice, but you know, during a few of the stories, I was like muting my line because my son was yes. literally trying to break in here. I'm like, oh, M. Here we go again. I heard him banging on the door. He's like, Dad! Daddy! Daddy, Why aren't you opening the door? (laughs) I was like, okay. And I'm like, and I would literally mute it and I'd be like, babe, let's go. Hello, help, anybody? So yeah. Oh my gosh. But you know what? Next next week is Father's Day, right? And that's a big day. And uh, a big day for me, a big day for for Ryan. Big day for all the dads out there. I don't know how many dads yeah. listen to our show. I hope I hope a bunch. But um, yeah. you know, Carbone's a father. I mean, you know, I, I'll tell you, man. I waited, of course, till later in life to have kids. And it is yeah. such a special experience for me to... I'm so thankful that it worked out the way that it worked out for me to be at this age where I think... I think I, I would have always wanted to be a super invested in dad. dad but like to go through COVID and be able to be at my house mm-hmm. for basically a year and a half with my mm-hmm. son... And my right. dad, um, I'm going to get myself emotional here, but it's like one of those things where it's like, mm-hmm. you go through those experiences in life 
timing just has a way of working out, right? And it's like, yeah, I'm so okay. thankful to, uh, to be a dad right now. So I'm excited for Father's Day. Yeah, you should be. We get to celebrate you and all the great dads out there, including some from Bachelor Nation, and we won't tell you who's visiting. You'll just have to tune in to AFOG next week for our Father's Day episode. Yay! Bye, Trista. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Bob. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.